In the holy name of Jesus, amen. At the beginning of John chapter 8, everybody still loves Jesus. There is a good reason for this. There is free food, and church people love free food. Jesus has just fed the 5,000, so everyone is on his team. It's not just that. There is also universal health care. One visit, no copay, perfect results every time. And so Jesus has healed the lepers and the blind men, those who have died, and no one can cast a demon out like Jesus. And then there was big tent politics. Jews, they're in. Gentiles, in. Samaritan dogs, in. Tax collectors, prostitutes, sinners, anybody you can think of, in, 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 and in. So at the beginning of John chapter 8, everybody still loves Jesus, and then the text says this remarkable thing. There were even Jews who believed in him. Verse 31. Now, if you have folks believing in you, you would think that it would be best to keep them happy. You all know that it is easier to keep a customer than to find a customer. But no, in the text for today, Jesus cannot leave well enough alone. In fact, in the gospel appointed for this day, Jesus even gets a bit pushy. Jesus says, if you will, keep going. If you hold to my teaching, not just the food, not just the health care, not just the big tent politics, keep going if you hold to my teaching. If you stay where I put you, if you stick to my word, if you stay inside the boundaries, if you welcome the church, then and only then, says Jesus, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Well and good. But when Jesus says that to you and to me, when Jesus says that you and I still need a push, a push from him to finally know the truth and to finally be free, Jesus is trying to tell us a couple of very important things about ourselves. It means that we aren't there yet. And it means that we cannot get there on our own. It means that we need help. Help not just from someone who is bigger and faster and stronger than we, but someone who is holy. In the simplest of all terms, what Jesus is trying to say is that you and I still need a Savior. We aren't very good with that. Not every day. You and I don't always like to hear this. And sometimes it is just hard for us to take the help. I've told you my story before about my friend Robert, who, when he wasn't at Harvard, spent his summers working for a hospital. His job was to give away money. There were people who owed this hospital fifty and a hundred and a hundred and fifty thousand and two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And somewhere deep in the bowels and darkness of that hospital, there was an accountant who said, This does not make sense. This guy owes us two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. He makes twenty-two thousand dollars a year. He costs us money just keeping him on the books. And so my friend 
Robert had a summer job. His job was to call these people and to say, you have a really, really, really big bill, and you have a really, really, really tiny paycheck, and there is no way that you will ever pay your debt, so we will forgive it. We will wipe it clean. You are free. To which a shocking number of people would say, hey, not so fast. That's my bill. And if I want to pay $18 for the next 300 years, that's my business. It's my mess, and I will fix it myself. It is only fair. Okay, but what if you can't? What if you can't fix it? What if you can never really pay back what you owe? Not just in this life, but in the next. What if you just can't fix it? And that, of course, is the question that the Reformation answers. Reformation Day celebrates the shocking notion that what Jesus Christ says is actually true. Just one sin makes you a slave. And after just one sin, we cannot fix ourselves. Unless, of course, Jesus gets pushy, as you saw this morning with Cooper. Unless Jesus gets pushy, unless Jesus starts you back there at the door and he pushes you through the washing of the font all the way up to where you kneel down here and receive the Eucharistic body and blood of Christ, unless Jesus pushes you there, you're a goner. I know it's not easy to be needy, especially for people who are very, very driven and accomplished. And it really is not fair when somebody else pays your bills. It's just not fair when somebody else fixes your problems. But this is the church. And right up front, you should know that we specialize in being unfair. We specialize in being free. We specialize in grace, in giving you what you do not deserve in granting you what you cannot earn, in delivering what nobody can do, except for Christ. Not just the food, not just the health care, not just the politics. It is the full forgiveness of all your sins that you get here and the very, very happy life in community that follows. Be honest. If you could fix it, you would have already fixed it. All the broken spots in your life, any sins that you brought this morning, the stuff right now that you're trying to cover up or forget, all the things you fear, the things that keep you awake at night, if you could fix it, you would have fixed it by now. But you can't. So the good news, Jesus already knows. He already knows what you struggle with. And Jesus has already fixed it on the cross, on the icon right before you. And what happens in this place is that Jesus gives it to you again and again and again 
his baptism, his body, his blood, his forgiveness, and then, as the Catechism says, where there is forgiveness of sins, there is life and salvation. It is completely unfair. You do not deserve it, but the end game is great. Not just now, but tomorrow and the next day and the rest of your life. Jesus loves you, and Jesus is very pleased with you. He is very happy to see you here once again this morning receiving his gifts. He loves it when you listen, abide with me, stay with me, enjoy the things I've given you. And so the Reformation was fought on a single point, grace. And it turned on a single notion, it's free. And it made a single promise, it's for you. Like the feeding of the 5,000, like the healing of the lepers, like the big tent politics, Jesus does it all again this morning. It is grace, it is gift, it is blessing, it is for you, it is for free. It is the truest, truest thing that ever happened, and that makes this the happiest place on earth. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.